Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Wicked Anime is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Geeky programming for all nerds and otaku across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination and with the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other wicked awesome geek programming, visit nerdyshow.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Wicked Anime Podcast. This is episode 109 and... Episode 2 of Con Month? It's Con Month! This episode of Con Month, we are actually... This is the last episode that you're going to hear from us until we have uh, our post-con podcast at Anime Boston. We actually have a skip week next week because of nerdy show scheduling, so you won't hear us until April. Again, after this episode. So get in your Wicked Anime Fix right now, because you're going to miss us. I know you will. You'll be shaking with the withdrawals and everything. You're talking you know, like this is heroin to these guys. Well, I could only hope so. <laughs> this episode of the Wicked Anime Podcast for Con Month, uh, we are Con going month. to be discussing in-depth... Uh, what has been announced for Anime Boston thus far? We're going to do some speculation stuff. We're going to talk about cosplays, and we're going to talk about everything that we're looking forward to. Maybe some uh, projected stuff that we're going to buy. That'd be kind of cool, right? Did we talk about that? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. We, we, we talked talk- about what we weren't going to buy. Yeah, we talked was- about what we weren't going to buy, but I was wondering if we had mixed in anything like, oh, but I do want to look for this while I'm there this year. I don't know. Did we? Only if it contra- contradicted with somebody saying what they weren't going to buy. Right. But I think for Anime Boston News to start with, uh, it would be happy to announce that we are going to be premiering our panels once again. We are going to be doing My Wife Who's Not Weird, which we got an hour and a half for this year. And we got a hardcore anime panel, which I think just may be our best year ever in production value. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is going to be the highest production value year of hardcore anime, and we're very excited that we actually have some confirmed people that are going to be showing up to the panel, so we'll at least be able to show, like, five people. Yeah, be there. Hopefully, maybe we'll be able to fill the room full of a thousand people. That would be cool if they gave us the panel room C again. I mean, last year they gave us panel room C, which is one of their biggest rooms besides one of the halls. Uh, which holds a little over a thousand people, and we didn't fill it, but that's because it was 1 a.m. We were the, the last show I, I at t- Anime Boss. I'm telling you, You though, know, I would love it if we had another, like, midnight show, because yeah. I think that would fit perfectly with what hardcore anime is all about. Right, because yeah, the I'm, stroke of midnight, you it, it all goes down. I'm telling you right now, 
I, I didn't care that we didn't fill that room. That was the best panel audience we could have ever had for Hardcore Oh, Anthem. yeah. It, it fits so well. Like, it, we, we, I think we almost did better than a panel that did fill the entire room because the, the <laughs> audience was so into it. Yeah. We are not going to name names, but I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, am I talking about that? I wasn't, I wasn't. Um, there, there were a couple that we went to last year. It was completely full and I was glancing at you both with like, you both had like horrified faces on you. (laughs) This year's Anime Boston is going to be super exciting. I can't wait to see what comes out of it. And, Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. we had some more guest announcements since our last recording. Yeah. Which. They have more guests this year than any year, man. This is phenomenal. We have. Uh, Let me, let me scroll on over over to Anime Boston's website right now just so I can get all of the announcements. Or you could go onto the Boston Bastard Brigade site, which has been posting about every single guest announcement that has been announced thus far. I don't even know who those guys are. I did, like, why would you even bring that up? <laughs> get that wing stop out of here. Okay, so since we have last recorded, did they uh, announced Chris Sabat, Greg Ayers, uh, Patrick Seitz, who will be returning again. Jeremy Lee. Jeremy Lee. Mm. Yeah. Who, who else? Sandy Fox, Robbie Diamond, Lisa Ortiz, Lex Lang. I only I only remember that it started with uh, the Jeremy Lee announcement because literally when we finished recording last week's episode, uh, that's when they announced it. Yeah, right. That's right. Mm. There was a, a super cool Japanese guest that they... Oh, yeah, the guy who does all the horror stuff and used to work for Studio Ghibli? Oh, yeah, that's right. Tales of and, Terror from Tokyo. And the uh, director of One Punch Man in Space Dandy. Yes, that's right. Uh, he used to work, he was a producer at Studio Sunshine. Uh, the horror animator that we're talking about is Hirokatsu Kihara, who used to work for Studio Ghibli, and then he did in his horror the other, the other guest that we were talking about um, is Masahiko Minami, who, again, uh, was he, he was at Studio Sunrise, and he was a producer on things like Cowboy Bebop, Escaflown, uh, Mobile Suit Gundam, uh, under, uh, when he was a producer at Bones, he was a producer on Knocking on Heaven's Door, Full Metal Alchemist. Uh, well, he still is a producer over at Bones. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. That's what he's doing now. Uh, since 1998, which was like the greatest era of anime ever. Uh, but he's a producer on My Hero Academia, which is amazing. Space Dandy, Mob Psycho 100. I mean, like how how much more awesome of a resume can you get for being a producer? You know, everybody's going to want to produce under this guy's name. Hell, I want to produce under this guy's name. Yeah, right? If you bring... I have ideas, dude. I've got ideas. Call me. Yeah. <laughs> just throw scripts at him. You know, like you go into the into the press panel and just like, yeah! Just throw scripts at him and run away. <laughs> so the that's the updated uh, Anime Boston guest list. And how many people is that? Jeez, one, two, 21 guests of honor, including musical guests as one unit. It's pretty impressive. Yeah. This is the pick and choose here for us people in the media. We're not going to be able to interview all of these folks. No. As much way. as I really want to. Well, yeah. with with all the panels and preparation and floor coverage that Jonathan and I have to do, we all, we have to do... And general laziness. Yeah, well. <laughs> we have to enjoy the, we have to enjoy the con- convention to some 
respect and not exhaust ourselves. I think I might have to right. cut that out of the recording because that is super unprofessional what you just said. There is no enjoyment in our work. <laughs> ever. <laughs> Either way, um, yeah, that Jonathan and I cut ourselves down to at least two guests. And we've met most of the ge- these guests already beforehand. So we actually have, like, like you know, this is like, oh, who are we going to choose this year? Yeah. Michelle Ruff's on that. Yeah. For sure. Michelle Ruff is, we definitely want because to. Because we have Ruff. Yes. That's the first. Yeah, we've so. talked to Sharmy Lee, we've talked to Brina Palencia, uh, we've... John Youngblood. Uh, Chris Sabat might be pretty fun. Oh, yeah. Talked to Vegeta and Piccolo Vegeta. at the same time. <laughs> Vegeta. Piccolo is my favorite Dragon Ball character, so... Yeah. yeah. Or at least one of them. Really? Yeah, so... You're so not going to try for Puffy? Uh, we don't usually go for the Japanese guests. Yeah. Usually when you're in the media and you have Japanese guests... You usually get that uh, overbearing email saying, hey, before you release anything, the producers and the HR people from Japan have to see it first. Yeah, every, everything must it. be confirmed. It's pretty intimidating. You know what? It, that hasn't happened in the last two years. It hasn't? No. Every time that I interview Japanese guests, they're like, yeah, go ahead, just post it, whatever. I think they become more trustworthy of us. <laughs> Maybe. Hopefully. <laughs> not trying to scare them away. Those- <laughs> Damn Westerners, they move into Japan, think they can westernize us. Well, we'll show them. They'll have to. We'll take all their Western ideas and make them better. <laughs> we'll prove them. <laughs> Our Carl's Jr. is more superior than the American Carl's Jr. Probably is. I can vouch and already tell you that the McDonald's in Japan is far superior than the McDonald's in America. Mm-hmm. Teriyaki burger. Isn't... That's all I'm going to say. Oh, but we digress. We are getting far. Well, I mean. What am I talking about? We're talking about Anime Boston. That's what we're going to be talking yes. about. <laughs> um, but we're going to talk about some news pieces first because that's to get that stuff out of the way. And then we can go back to Anime Boston because that's what this whole episode's about. So, yeah. first up, well, first we need to ring the news bell. Ring! News. Ring it! Bing! Okay. Um, first up in media news, the most shocking story that is going to shake us in 2017 Hayao Miyazaki came out of retirement. What? No. Yes. Oh, no. no. Yes. No. That, that was yes. just so totally unpredictable. Oh, ooh. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, so Hayao Miyazaki came out of retirement, and um, he is working on another film. Who would have thought? M- maybe he went back and he recently rewatched uh, the Wind, <laughs> The Wind Rises and is like, well, maybe that shouldn't be my farewell film. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I should do better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My favorite. You know, I, I've always pictured him dying, and then two years later, they announce another film from him. <laughs> yeah. He's like, "Well, I tried being dead, but I just got so bored in my coffin that I decided, eh, I have another idea for this movie." <laughs> um, yeah, could you could you imagine that? Like in the Studio Ghibli offices, like just the ghost of Hayao Miyazaki comes on. Hey, ah! yeah, I got an idea for for a movie. <laughs> what? You died. <laughs> <laughs> it's said that I think that that would actually happen. And I you don't know, really believe in ghosts, but I do believe that that would actually happen. But you do believe in Hayao Miyazaki's ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> believe in, in the haunting of Hayao Miyazaki's spirit. Studio Ghibli will forever be haunted. You believe in the Hayao Miyazaki that will believe in you. <laughs> <laughs> do you think that he would, if, if he was an apparition, he would just come back as no face? And everybody in the uh, office would just like, just accept it. There's just like a no face, just like slithering around everywhere, just looking at people, and everybody's just like, I'm okay with this. Meh. This is normal. No gold, though. No gold. 
Don't give eat him you. Any, don't give him any gold coins. <laughs> He'll eat you. Don't accept any gold coins. <laughs> He'll eat you. Okay. <laughs> I am Mizaki. Will eat you. Uh, <laughs> one of my most favorite illustrations of this whole thing was a comic that was posted on the Nerdy Show Lounge. Somebody in there posted a comic of his that like illustrates his retirement. It's a cat with Hayao Miyazaki's head on it. It's like, I'm going to retire now. And he walks out the door. No, actually, I'm not going to retire. He walks back in. You know, it's like the whole <laughs> in or out cat. <laughs> so next up in media news, there was discussion of a crossover manga between two of the most prevalent anime last year. One at the beginning of the year and one at the end of the year. ReZero and Konosuba. Mm -hmm. um, they are going to have crossover mangas. Or they already have? I forget which they're one actually is. actually crossover light novels. They're light novels. Okay, that, well that makes sense because yeah. they're, they're, both, they're both light novel stories. So, the only thing that they need to do the artwork on is the covers. Mm -hmm. I, so, the article that we read about this actually had more information on a side story for ReZero, which was already in the anime, which was uh, Wilhelm, one of the best characters in it it was his backstory and how he met his wife and how he became the greatest swordsman ever uh so they're they're actually expounding upon that by making another light novel that tells all that stuff and then it actually has like a wedding day thing and their their marriage and everything so that, that's pretty cool but the more interesting part about the article was the crossover thing which they barely talked about at all there's going to be two stories written by two different authors. One is from the perspective of Amelia going to the Kenosuba world, and then one of the perspective of Rem going to the Kenosuba world. Mm -hmm. So, huh. are these stories written by the author of ReZero yes. or Kenosuba? Um, both, because Atapai Nagatsuki, the writer of ReZero, is writing the Amelia one, and Natsumi Akatsuki is the author of Kenosuba. He's writing the Rem one. And what... Not a lot of people know this, but they're actually the best of friends. In fact, they meet on a weekly basis. They throw ideas back and forth, one another, for a couple reasons. Number one, to make sure that they don't have the same ideas and, you know, are going into their own stories. And number two, they like to share their own opinions and they like to share ideas on how to make each other's stories better and even funnier. Interesting. Because both of them are nearly polar opposites. Uh, yeah. I mean, Konosuba's funny, and ReZero has funny moments, but for the most part, it's horrifying at times. Mm -hmm. like, right. And, and, and also, ReZero is not as good, just saying. Well, it's good, but Konosuba has like, reached godly like levels as of late. It yeah. kind of has. Yeah, and ReZero leveled off. It plateaued at some point. Which is fine, because it plateaued at a good point where it was still a really good show, but it didn't get any better. It, right. uh, it, and, it and the ending of the anime, at least, satisfying? Meh. Could have been better. Mm -hmm. But, still good. I would recommend it. I would recommend ReZero for anybody who can tolerate it. Because uh, it, 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 is a, it is a certain flavor of people. But everybody should watch Kenosuba. That's the only thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, so, I, yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't know that they, they were friends. I wonder... Oh, yeah, they are very close. They were actually working on the concepts of ReZero and Konosuba at the exact same time. I'm not surprised. I, I wonder if they were planning on doing a collaboration project from the beginning and decided that they their ideas were too different, so they each wrote their own story. My guess is they just... Maybe, like, one had one idea, one other had another idea during one of their weekly meetings and said, hey, 
why don't we do this? Why don't we do this crossover? Make magic happen. Yep. And that's basically it. Did you hear the, uh, I have one piece of strange news. Did you hear about the story of the author of Wake Up Girls, uh, Yukata Yamamoto, criticizing uh, one of those idols who was stabbed at one of, was was she stabbed at one of her events or was she just randomly attacked by somebody? She was stabbed at one of her events and she was, um, it was because a fan, she wound up returning a gift from a fan and that fan got pissed off. So he went to one of her events and stabbed her repeatedly. So, to the point where she is somewhat paralyzed in the face and she can still barely sing. Yeah. And so uh, Yutaka Yamamoto, his criticism was, regardless of what you do, you always look like a jerk when you return a gift. Now, that is not true at all. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. I, unfortunately, like I would like to see both sides of the story on this one, but for Yamamoto, I can't really see his side of, of the argument because... There's some very important missing details from his story, including this idol in particular was being stalked in a way, like like kind of that Jodie Foster stalker sort of deal back in the day. Yeah. Um, and if I shoot Ronald Reagan, Jodie Foster will like me. <laughs> yeah. Or if I kill her, you know, then she'll like me. But um, it, it's, it's weird that he weighed in on it that way. I, I mean, I'm wondering because it was just a tweet. I wonder if, you know, 140 characters wasn't enough to actually express how he was really feeling. I don't know. But, um, just the fact that, that he said that, you know, Oh no, you look like a jerk because you returned his gift. Well, the problem is, is that one, this wasn't his first gift that was mailed to her Two, This wasn't the first time that he tried to get in contact with her. So there's a lot of underlying stuff stalkerish things that happened before this whole thing went down in the first place yeah um weird yeah that was very strange very strange as it gets and i i I find it strange that two people in the same industry weren't on the same side as each other because i'm sure that yamamoto has fans too and i mean i think he lost a big chunk of them after this probably (laughs) he lost a lot of my respect let me tell you because he was the one who directed the first season of the melancholy of Henry Suzumiya, and i loved the first season more than the second season and I liked Kanagi. I didn't really get into Fractale. Wake Up Girls was okay, but I've always respected them until he had to open up his mouth and say something stupid like this. Well, hey, that's uh, that's the industry. I mean, look at the directors in Hollywood. Some yeah. of the best, some of the best movies in the world are made by complete and total jerks. Ridley so. Scott, James Cameron. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a reason why Harrison Ford said he would never work with Ridley Scott again. Even though he is, even though he is, now, like, <laughs> twenty. Well, no, he's well. Ridley Scott didn't direct the new Blade Runner film. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I'm sure. He's, no, so technically, make... he didn't even have to deal with him. <laughs> I wonder if he's produ- he's probably producing it though. And... Yeah, he's producing it, but I don't think he stepped foot on this. Yeah, that means that he'd be on set, and so as long as they, they'll get Harrison Ford, but he's just like <laughs> keep. Keep, Ri- keep Ridley Scott away from me. <laughs> get, off, get off my plane, Ridley I, Scott. I don't want to see him. <laughs> I hate that guy. Or is or maybe Ridley Scott kidnapped his Why family. Why does it sound like Harrison Ford is just eating a big box of raisins? Radar, uh, <laughs> radar Harrison Ford impression, guys. 10 out of 10. Yeah. <laughs> get off my plane. <laughs> I wonder... Did Harrison Ford ever say that to the golf course when he crashed? <laughs> Maybe to the golfer that he accidentally hit. <laughs> Get off my plane. Get out of my plane, spokes. 
Get out of my propeller. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, I had this turn to Harrison Ford. We haven't even started talking about what we're going to talk about. <laughs> yeah, well, we talked about Anime Boston a little bit, which is fine. Um, I do have a fetish of the week, though. Yeah. Time for yeah, yeah, fetish yeah. of the week. <laughs> Woo! Uh, have you seen the co- the current trend in the quote-unquote thick anime girl? I don't even know what that term means. <laughs> it means girl, you know, anime girls with, like, thick thighs and such. Yeah, uh... Oh, oh, like, so, like... Like, you know, that song, you know, by ZZ Top. Like, got legs! <laughs> like, so, like, not exactly a plus-size girl, but not exactly a thin girl. Although, yeah. Super Pachunko is... Is a uh, yeah quite popular character now. Yeah, well, it's yeah. like a blonde supersonic. Yeah, um, and then there's also but what the thing that really kicked it off was that dragon girl from yeah from Dragon Maid from, from Dragon Maid. What's her, what's her name? But Tana? she's not. She's she's not a, a she's quote a unquote kid t- technically. Thick girl. She's got kid fat. No, 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 no. The one with the multicolored hair and the one who's oh Luko. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, that I, yeah. The, she's just she's thick, but she's not fat. Yeah, no, she she's like a curvy, mature she woman. Is. She is yes. very curvy, and uh, actually, if you notice when you watch though, she has like the the love handles, the muffin top. Does she? Yeah. Oh, I didn't notice. No. Yeah. So like, and it's not the most extreme case that we've ever seen. Yeah. But here's the thing. Whenever it's like a I've healthy seen, muffin top. Yeah, here's the thing. Whenever I see a plus-size character in anime, it's usually something kind of grotesque. You know what I mean? Like, they don't draw them as detailed as they do other... They draw them comically. Right, they, they, they look like a weeble. Yeah, every yeah, like time... like weebles wobble, but they don't fall down. Every single time you see a plus-size character in anime, especially a female, they look like they're drawn like a, a like they were drawn on a napkin. Like, even just think of... Uh... What's it called? Uh, Kiss him, not me. Yeah, right. When yeah. you see, when when you see her, her in her fat form, she's a cartoon yeah, you, character. Yeah, yeah. You kind of like just want to push her and see if she doesn't, you know, topple over. Yeah. <laughs> kind of the same with uh, Masamune Kun when Masamune was like a kid when it flashes back to him. And yeah, he's right. He's, like he's little, a circle. Yeah, he's like a little circle yes. kid, and it's not actually Masamune Kun. There's also the tech guy in in Akiba Strip. You don't see yeah, him. that is true. You don't yeah. see him very often. He's a he's a side character, but he's literally two circles, and uh, it's like whenever he's talking about whenever they need technology, they go to him. Uh-huh. It's it's a weird trend, but recently they started putting a little bit more detail into these characters. Yeah, just making just basically designing characters to be a little bit bigger than a normal character. And mm-hmm. my thought is, I wonder if they're starting to do this because they're starting to realize maybe we need to make our girls with bigger boobs. A little bit more shapely and a little bit more. Well, because if they have bigger boobs, then they have to be proportioned to their bigger boobs. Right, they have to have more right. fat on them in order to have more fat in their chest. Yeah. Well, so, but that that could be one thing because you know Japan is obsessed with their boobs. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's the other character, the other dragon gr- who, girl who just showed up in Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid, who also has a big chest but is not curvy really i haven't seen it yet actually oh yeah right yeah, well sh- keep in mind that it's like the running joke of the show they're d cups because it's d for dragon yeah <laughs> yeah stupid <laughs> it's stupid but it's kind of it, it makes you kind of chuckle a little bit 
It does. Well, it, it's. I think it's that absurdity too, because it's just like, really? Did they just say like a, a joke for kindergartners? <laughs> like D for dragon. I don't know. I think Miss. I think Miss Kobayashi is the most attractive woman in the show because I, I I like smaller chested women. I'm just saying, <laughs> yeah. and and that's the thing that bugs me about anime still. Like every single anime that comes out and they like have a flat chested character, they always have to make fun of the flat chested character because they're like, aha, you're not attractive because you're flat chested, and I'm like. What does that say about me? Who likes flat-chested yeah. women? I don't get flat it. Flat is justice. It me- <laughs> yeah, flat is justice. It means that you can walk right into Japan and have your pick of the litter. Yeah, exactly. So go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Have my pick of anyone I want because I'm the only one that wants them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. FYI, there are a lot of big-titted girls in Japan, by the way. I've seen videos. <laughs> um, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. I don't want them. What? Kind of videos. <laughs> you know the kind. Is there I'm, I'm pool, not going to say why. Is there a pool involved? <laughs> a very famous. There's pool? a couple of them involve a pool. Uh, I don't. I I don't know what this is. I've never seen this before. Really? Yeah. I well, I hadn't heard about it since <laughs> since this whole thing started. But if you look up thick, uh, spelled T H I C C, nothing super not safe for work, but. Yeah, I don't. I'm not familiar with. It this looks at like all. there's. It looked like like there's a Rage comic cartoon with it too. <laughs> there's a lot of SpongeBob thick memes though. Oh God! Please <laughs> stop looking. We don't want to get you any ideas. Yeah, it's time for waifu watch. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Who's your SpongeBob waifu? <laughs> One of the things that they talk about in this meme in particular too. This has to do with the absolute zone uh-huh. of the perfect area between the knee-high socks and and the skirt and where the skirt begins the absolute yeah. yes and when the uh the knee-high sock is tight against the leg and you have that little bit of that bump that goes over the side that you know the little that little bit of extra fat that squishes over the top i guess that's prime for anybody who's like yes well that's just the thing that happens because that's what happens yeah, I know. I mean, knee-high socks are, like, they snap on. Like, yep. like, they're very tight. So that happens to anybody, no matter what their weight is. Yep. But this is where it starts. But the and trend, that uh, children is the center of the universe. But but it is uh, but it is really interesting, because this, this trend has been growing. Uh, and you actually really started seeing it show up when... Um, Freaking, what's it called? Uh, May from Overwatch showed up, and they're just like, "Ha! Huh, finally, there's like a girl who has a little bit of meat on her bones, and like not, yeah, fat." But I, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't the, see it. The other one that I had noticed was uh, Ochako from from My Hero Academia, the girl mm-hmm. who has uh, gravity powers. Everybody's seeing her as a little pudgy too, which she's not. But her her hips are. Or her thighs, I should say. Right, which I think is maybe the biggest quality that they look for in the thick meme. I don't know, but I think we've talked about this long enough. Another thing that I know for sure is that Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid is amazing. Yes, <laughs> I'm. Already, yeah, I've I've called it like it said in my review, like the winter show of 2017. <clears throat> I abs- I'm so happy with Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. It's- Oh my gosh! I enjoy mm-hmm. every single episode, every day because it's and, and it's the perfect day too. It's a Wednesday. It's the middle of the week. You're sick of everything by this point, and what comes out? Konosuba and Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid, and you're just like, thank you, Wednesday. <laughs> 
bring it when when Wednesday back. Yeah, when yes. Wednesday back. With the two Showed best to shows, those of, sorts of dreams. Yep, two best shows of the week. Yeah, or of the season. Oh, big giant ball, quit squishing me. Ah. Oh yeah, that oh. was weird. You'll see in the next episode. Okay. <laughs> Can we talk about the latest episode of Kenosuba though, which was they were in the caravan race to go to the hot springs. Is this kind of counting as what we're watching? Yeah. We're not really watching yeah. anything new. I'm not either. Um, yeah, we, I, all the same thing for me. That, oh. oh, actually, you know what? And that was Japan's finish of the week. Yeah. Okay, now we can talk about it. the latest episode that they did for for this was the one where they actually get to the hot springs. Yeah. But the <laughs> beginning of the episode was one of the funniest sequences I had ever seen in. Kazuzuma. Oh my gosh! When it when, yes. yeah when it first started and when that ostrich did the backflip <laughs> over darkness. It I was, like like texted you it was like this show just went full blown Looney Tunes. It did, and it, it reminded me of one of those like musical Bugs Bunny cartoons where I was like, saying more Wiley Coyote and Roadrunner. Yeah, it, it could. But just the fact that Darkness's mission was to get trampled by the ostriches, <laughs> and then it does a backflip over her. Yeah. It was just so... Especially because it does, like, such a graceful backflip. And... Uh, but just the continuing trend of everybody thinking how awesome and brave they are for doing the things they do. Like, like the fact I'm that so there sorry, were I'm zombies. I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. That's not why she's doing it. Yeah, like the and like the part later on where like they got attacked by zombies and the fact that they got attacked by zombies was because they were drawn to Aqua and her priesthood. And so she destroys them and everybody's like, ah, oh, she's amazing. She destroyed all those zombies. And then there's, uh, in the background, come in outside. Yeah. You know, just like, <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, uh... One of the things that I thought was really funny about that was she did the turn undead magic for the whole area, <laughs> and, and she, she tried, and she almost killed, uh, what's her name? Wiz. Yeah, they just call her Wiz, but that was just so funny. It was. Such and she kind of looks like joke. the screen painting while she's being like. S- See, and, with- and the funny thing was, is I knew that was going to happen. I knew what they were getting at by like the the sequence of events, the comedic timing, and the. And the layout of the thing, I knew like that that was what was gonna come, but it was still just so funny that they did it, even though I knew that's what they were gonna do. Like, yeah, it was so mm. good. Yeah, the first half of that episode was on point for Kanosuba. Yes. Um and then subsequently the or rather um the episode before that when they were like still on the caravan on their way to go, so good. Um, um and like they they turned around the aqua tantrum. Yeah. Where um yeah. where Kazuma was yelling like completely in her face and just yelling and de- degrading her and demeaning her and then like you think she's gonna fire back with a tantrum but it just shows her she's go- just going <laughs> yeah <laughs> with like tears in her eyes you know oh it was just like so you good. almost feel bad for her but then you're like she kind of deserves that I've been reading the I just started reading the light novels which I read the first one in like under two hours because I couldn't put it down and there are things in the light novel that they don't show in the anime yeah. so it's definitely worth reading very nice I'm guessing it's written like a Douglas Adams book a little bit I would say it has some aspects of Douglas Adams uh, we haven't even touched on the second half of episode eight. Yeah, yeah. With, with the cult. With, yeah. with well, more specifically, Aqua's cult. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, the cult that Aqua created. The girl at the fountain who, like, drops the apples and is just like, you should come to the ceremony with me. And he's just like, no. And then she just 
completely disinterested. Just... No, no. Uh, oh, oh, it was the Aris, uh, Aros. Yeah, thing. yeah it was the yeah, Aros the... thing. Yeah, that's right. Guys, I'm like, yeah. can we move here? Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's right. Because they like spat in in the face of her god, and and she got turned on by it. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And well, and it was funny because she just goes like, oh, like, and, <laughs> yeah. like just a little one, and he's just like. Because was just like, are you turned on by that? No. <laughs> well, and then he goes, then why did you go, uh? Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I do want to quickly say I did finish Seven Deadly Sins on Netflix. I oh, you did? I watched all 24 episodes and the four bonus ones that were just released. Very great show. Yeah. It seems um, like I, it's a very classic shonen style show. Somewhat. I mean, it's got it's like, it's got a tiny bit of like the perverted humor, especially with um, Melode. Uh, melodious and him always wanting to squeeze Elizabeth's boobs and butt in some cases. But it does a great job, too, at balancing the humor with some of the more dramatic aspects, especially when it goes into the backstory on, like, the seven deadly sins in each character. Um, I found it to be very good. Like, it felt, it reminded me a lot of fairy tale, but a more, I, I don't want to say coherent fairy tale, but... Refined. More refined fairy tale. So, um, I know it just—I know it just was announced that um, Funimation is releasing it on Blu-ray in May. I might actually pick it up because I thought it was really that good. Mm. Hey, uh, speaking of Netflix, this isn't a, what we're watching more of a media news thing, but they were talking about a Devilman series. Yes, yeah. like based off of based off of Gonna Guy's original manga netflix is going to pick up but they didn't say whether or not it was going to be live action or uh animated or whether or not it was going to be western or japanese although they did show a picture of like the of like an animated devil man so odds are it's going to be an animated series well it was a it, it looked to me the picture that they used it looked like one of those 1970s movie posters you know like an old style so i wasn't sure whether or not they were going for an artistic look or if they were going to say, like, this is what... All I know like. is, if if they're basing it off the manga, it better be gory, and it better be scary. Yep. Yep. Those, those two things. I think it would be really cool if they took a page out of... I don't know if you've ever heard of um, the Hammer films. It's a It was a film company that specialized in... Specifically in horror. And Christopher Lee played Dracula in a bunch of those movies. And it Oh was my like, gosh, do you mean like... Uh... Like there, uh, what's it was, it freaking it, there was like really gory. Like the blood was always like bright red and thick. And... I I know what I know. I know what you're talking about, and I, I know which. And they're all like really bad movies, but but they're awesomely bad movies. Yeah. But if they were to film it, and if they were to make this Devilman series, if they did a live action version of it, in the style of those movies. Wasn't it? But with a better budget. The Howling 2, Your Sister is a Werewolf. Oh, yeah, Howling 2, Your Sister is a Werewolf. Playing Stefan Krosko. The alternate title is Howling 2, Stribo Werewolf Bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Sturba. Yeah, Sturba Werewolf Bitch. Sturba. Sounds like a Till Lindemann word. Yeah, right. (laughs) Yeah, Sturba. Sturba. But if they were to do Devilman in that sort of fashion, I think it would be really cool. It, yeah. it probably it kind of already is uh, in a way. So it, well, it came from that same era of gore and high budget stuff, which seems like it's coming back with companies like Vinegar Syndrome, and um, 
Arrow. Uh, there are these guys who I, I keep noticing at local Newberry Comics that they keep releasing old uh, 1970s gore films. They're called Arrow Productions, and they and they release these kinds of Hammer films and Canon and stuff like that on um, on Blu-ray. So I've always mm-hmm. wanted to check them out, but like their releases are crazy expensive. So back to Anime Boston. There's always a lot of things that happen at Anime Boston. This year's theme is one of the greatest themes of all time, which is retro. And and we've actually based our panels off of off of such. We've themed it in that way. And I think Andrew has edited something together for it that he said that even though it's for this year's theme, it's probably going to continue from years to come. Yeah, I, I think even though we're building this for the retro year, it's it's probably going to be forever because it's just yeah. so well... I'm so proud of our product. Now, every year we talk about certain things like what... Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The main cosplay we're going to see is, and what the premiere could possibly be, all sorts of stuff. And I, I kind of want to take some time to speculate on that. What do you think? Uh, what do you think? I would like to, I believe the premiere is going to be surrounded around My Hero Academia, the second season of it. Because Funimation did announce that they're gonna that they're gonna be releasing the dubs of My Hero Academia season two on the same day as the Japanese broadcast. So you have piqued my interest because I never even considered that. And you could be on point. See, See I was especially with the Studio Bones guy being there. Right. And I was trying to mull it over thinking like, well, there's ever, like a bunch of people from uh, Sunrise and then they also had people who were going to, or yeah, people for uh, Don Machi and Don Machi has already been technically announced and they have, you know, casting and everything like that. So that one is Yeah, and like, Don Machi was going to be released a week before Anime Boston. Right. And then, and then on top of that, Sentai Filmworks is releasing it and they're not a main distributor for Anime Boston. They're just there. Not like Funimation or Crunchyroll. Like if if it's a Funimation or Crunchyroll thing, that's the property that we're going to be looking for. And what do you know? Another year would be when Sentai reaches that level. I could see that. I could. Uh, I could definitely see that happening. 
um, the Sentai Filmworks reaching a, a higher for a higher ground soon enough because they are taking on some pretty good properties. My idea for the overwhelming uh, anime or over, overwhelming cosplay this year, believe it or not, I think we're gonna see a lot of Overwatch, just like tons and tons of Overwatch everything. But wasn't that last year too? No, not as big. Yeah. Like people were getting into Overwatch. But I think now we're gonna see an influx of Overwatch, right? Uh, even Probably. though it's been out, even though it's been out for a very long time, everybody, even even Victoria was like, "I'm gonna cosplay May." She's not going to, mm-hmm. but that was her idea for this year. Was she? That was gonna be one of her. Cosplays. She had most of the pieces, I think. Mm. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I okay, I could see that maybe, but I was thinking that it could probably be something like Seven Deadly Sins because that one's on Netflix and. I wouldn't even know how to look out for that, honestly. I, I do. I don't know. I, would, what, I know I you point that, out. I know you do, Evan, but I haven't started watching it yet. Just ah, look you got for, it. Just you look got for giantesses. <laughs> Deanna is best girl in that show. I'm trying to think of, of something else that was super prominent recently that everybody's been geeking out about. I can't really think of it, to be Well, you honest. know, I do see a lot of people dressing up as Rem from ReZero. Yeah. There could be some Konosuba. I'm already even picturing there are going to be some people dressing up as Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. I think that there's going to be a couple, but I, I don't think, think it's going to yeah, be very prominent. I think there's going to be a right. couple. Dra- I think there's going to be a couple Dragon Maids. There's going to be a couple Konosubas. Um, I I don't really see well, them being. Well, remember when aggressive. we went to Anime Boston last year? We sat behind someone who was already dressed as Mega Man, and they just finished the first season of that. Yeah, yeah no, they did actually. I know, yeah, and, and well, and you see, the thing is, if people are dressing it in cosplay for Konosuba, it's o- always Mega Man. People are only cosplaying Mega Man. There was one group that Talk I saw. to me, all you Mega Man cosplayers. <laughs> there was there was a guy with a Mega Man who was dressed as Cosmo. Yep. But yeah. that was it. What about... Um, that was what, at another anime convention, right? I think so. Because I took the picture of that. Mm-hmm. What about My Hero Academia? Could My Hero... What about it? I mean, couldn't it be a prominent cosplay? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um... To be honest with you, I mean, I could picture some people dressing it up, but I don't see it as being prominent. This, uh, it's really weird because this year I really don't see it being like, cause you know, every year you're just like, oh my gosh, like Black Butler, uh, Black Butler is going to be huge. Oh my gosh. Attack on Titan is going to be huge. Oh my gosh. Full Metal Alchemist is going to be huge. But this year, I really don't see that happening. Dragon Ball Z and Naruto. Pro- <laughs> Actually, Dragon Ball Z pro- might be. Because yeah. Dragon Ball Super is coming out, so there might be a lot more Dragon Ball cosplayers. That is true. But I wanted to reach the point where, like, last year there was just so many great anime that it makes it really hard for cosplayers to choose how they should dress. I don't know, because there's always one anime that gets more popular than the rest. Because there's so many people who are not like us and watch every show on the face of the planet. They only watch what is recommended to them. Right. Right. Um, and and there's always that one show that gets recommended more than it is, and that's the one that get, that gets everybody going. The same way that you know Black Butler got huge, and we had a Black Butler con that one year in mm. 2012 or so. Yeah, the 2011. Only, the only thing that I can think of is like Erased. <laughs> but like, who's gonna yeah, cosplay from Erased? Yeah. <laughs> so normal people clothing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Normal people clothes, unless yeah. uh, somebody's gonna get the red coat. And red jacket to... Yeah. Or the... Yeah, and the scarf. The yellow scarf. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. 
Well, there could be more JoJo, too. There definitely could be more JoJo. There could because be of the popularity of Diamond is Unbreakable. Yeah, yeah, which is weird because Diamond Dust Crusaders is the best. Well, there's always Stardust Crusaders. Stardust Crusaders is the best. Although, did you see the picture of the live action Jotaro Kujo for the live action uh, Diamond is Unbreakable? Mm, no. no. He I, he fits the part. Really, I've seen live action uh, Josuke. Yeah. Yeah. Meh. It looks like a Japanese guy. <laughs> Jotaro is Japanese. He is a Japanese guy. I know, but like, it looks like every. We Jap- did it! Yay! It looks like every Japanese guy. Just like I'm in a movie, like, and I'm supposed to look handsome. I can't picture there being a super dominant cosplay this year, other than people wanting to do Attack on Titan again. You know, IQ, or, Love Live, or maybe which I really there were a lot of Amaro Chans last year too. Yeah, but it wasn't I, dominant. I kind of like twenty. Twenty out of. 25,000. You're right, though, Evan. Cosplayers are like cockroaches. You see one, there's usually a million more somewhere hidden in the walls. <laughs> but it is funny, though, because Amaro-chan did make a weird impression amongst anime fans, where there are so many people who just loved it. I mean, unfortunately, I didn't, but maybe I'll give it another chance when I have the time. Yeah. Uh, there were a lot of Amaro Chans. Yeah, but uh, yeah, well, I mean, it's not that hard of a cosplay either. One, it's a yeah. cute. Co- one, it's a cute cosplay. Two, it's an easy cosplay. Yeah, which makes you it know, all the more. You <laughs> we're talking as I'm staring at my Amaro Chan plushie, the big <laughs> giant. Like when yeah. I bought this plushie, like I initially thought it was gonna be like this small thing. No, it's a one-on-one scale of what Amaro Chan is like when she's in hamster mode. Hey, speaking of buying an Amaro-chan plushie, what are you going to buy in the dealer's room? I am actually going to try to find as much as I can of Konosuba and of Seven Deadly Sins. It's probably a good idea. You know what? I feel like if I'm going to walk away with anything this year, I'm going to walk away with everything My Hero Academia. Mm -hmm. Um, Plushies, manga. I haven't bought a single volume of manga yet, so maybe I'll wait till Sunday and they want to get rid of it all. And I'll just... (laughs) Well, Just you see, wipe out every single volume. There's a lot of anime coming out in March. Mm-hmm. And um, I know it's probably a really bad idea to go to an anime convention and buy the upped-priced version of anime. But, man, it's going to be all right there. And it's good I got my tax return. Yeah, yeah exa- well, yeah. exactly. You know, you have uh, Don Machi coming out. That's, like, the one that's the forefront of my mind, so I said it first. Um, everything at Otaku Joe's. Dude, if Otaku Joe is back, I bought so much stuff from him last year, I'm buying a lot of Otaku Joe mm-hmm. merchandise because he finds incredible stuff. Yep. So Maybe much he'll stuff have Gunsmith like. Cats this time. See, and that's what I asked him the last last year, and he's just like, dude, if if, if I had a Gunsmith Cats, he's just like, I, it, I wouldn't be giving it to you. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's... It's so rare and it's so expensive because it's so because it's so rare. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean I won't stop looking for it because Gunsmith Cats is freaking awesome. Yeah, I wouldn't um, be surprised if it gets a re-release sometime soon because they did release the um, they did a Kickstarter for the um, for the driver right. on that show. Yeah, Riding Beam. Yeah, Riding Beam. Well, um, I wouldn't be too surprised if they did one for Gunsmith Cats right afterwards, and I would so donate to that Kickstarter. Oh, yeah. Well, Gunsmith Cast is a four-episode OVA, so it's not like it'd be super intensive remastering it, but um, it, it needs backing for sure, and I would I would totally back it because it's, it's gorgeous. It's absolutely gorgeous. Mm-hmm. 
So I, I'm probably going to end up walking away with a lot of DVDs this year. Yep. Uh, that's that's actually a really interesting thing because I usually try to walk away with a lot of figurines. I mean, I'm still going to be looking out for, you know, my Monster Hunter stuff. And uh, I'm definitely going to be looking out for Fire Emblem stuff as well this year as I normally. I think those are the two I normally look for is Fire Emblem and Monster Hunter. I'm going to uh, walk away with a lot of Pucho. Yeah. <laughs> they have Pucho there for sure. Uh which is candy for all of you who don't know. If you haven't seen our snack video, Pucho's the bomb yeah. diggity. <clears throat> oh, but just, <laughs> just to quickly ask about cosplay, as I'm staring at the poster I got, um, do you think there's going to be a lot for Zelda for cosplaying? Oh, it's a good point. The Breath of the Wild. Yeah, see, yeah. a lot of Nintendo properties, something yeah. we didn't even consider. Cause, yeah, because we're right on the cusp of the release of the Nintendo Switch. Yeah. So which I have, which is great. And that's a pretty dang good thought. You're you're very right, and because I remember, remember the year that Skyward Sword came out, and how many Skyward Sword Zeldas there were, which is my favorite yep. Zelda. Yeah, by the, the way. cutest Zelda. Yeah, it's not, it's not the best Zelda game, but it's the best Zelda design for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, little FYI, Breath of the Wild is so overwhelming of a game. Overwhelming. Overwhelming. Like there's just so much. Huh. That it kind of like makes you tired after looking at it and playing it for an hour. <laughs> I've been playing Final Fantasy VII. Yay! Oh my gosh, talk about a, a walk down memory lane. That was my gaming news. <laughs> <laughs> Just living, basking in the oh my gosh, Final Fantasy VII remake is coming out. Mm-hmm. We don't know when, but I'm hoping this year because it's the 20th anniversary of Final Fantasy VII. Mm. Can you yeah. believe that? Can you freaking believe that? There's kids that are born that haven't that were born before they're in high school and it was they were born after it was came out so they didn't even experience final fantasy 7 yeah i was trying to talk to my uh my game design class my my high schoolers there i was talking to my game design class about final fantasy 7 and i only connected like one of them oh my gosh that's so sad <laughs> one of the best rpgs ever created they're like kids these days i mean like shut up grandpa we're <laughs> talking about final fantasy 15 with we're talking about boys. call of duty kids these days are like wait a minute you're telling me that there were two systems before the PS3. <laughs> what are you talking about? Xbox? Kids these days. Kids these talking days. About they don't was... know. Kids these days. Kids these days. Kids these days. They don't know. Kids these days. Kids these days. I feel like a grandpa just thinking about all them old NES cartridges I used to have to blow into in order to get them to play. <laughs> okay. So let's bring the, wrap this back around. Mm-hmm. We're getting older, and we're still going to anime cons. Yes. Yeah. Like, uh, how prominent is the age demographic at Anime Boston, do you think? Do you think it's getting younger, or do you think the older people are staying? Which is or right. are the older people going away? Uh, it's actually a really inter- interesting thought. And now, we're not, like, old, old. No, we're so not, no. but we're getting older. There comes a point in your life where it's like, okay, you have to decide whether or not you want to be doing this fun stuff anymore and well, join the adult world or you, you want to well you see the way i look at it is we have already made our space in the anime convention industry only because we decide hey we're going to do press and we're going to cover the event right hey, hey right. we're going to do panels and we're going to entertain people hey we're going to like and we make productions and we do all this stuff to entertain the younger audiences mm-hmm. um and with hardcore anime, the older audiences. It's really and, easy to make younger audiences laugh. You can just yeah. say the word lit and they go crazy. And the thing is, is uh, 
you you have people who do the same thing. You have uh, the guy who does bad anime bad. Yep. And he's a seller in the dealer's room. Yep. So he sells DVDs in the dealer's room, and he does panels on this stuff. So he's an older ge- uh, gen- generation gentleman who goes to the anime conventions to sell and be a businessman and entertain. Yeah, that's actually a good point. Typically what you see is the older crowd goes into the profession. Yes. And then mm-hmm. that's how they stick it around. And like kind of what we're doing, we're, we're old. Right. On, like, we're getting older, not old. Yeah, <laughs> right. I'm not saying that we're old people. I'm just saying that the people who go to anime conventions who are going for fun are usually on the adolescent side. Yes. You know, and... Well, I do remember my first Anime Boston when I went, and it was very much a... And not to mention I was an anime fledgling yeah. at the time. It was it was just a very different experience going to your first anime convention. And you got that, like, oh, like yes. what do I do? Like, kind of a thing. <laughs> so much fun! It is so much fun! And it still is that way, except I, I you miss look the, at it differently now. Yeah, I miss the magic. the miss, Missing the magic of going to an anime convention and being like, there are people like me, and we're all in the same place. Oh, look at that! Oh, look at that! Like, you're going into the and I mean the dealer's room remains my favorite thing to do at an anime con but going to your very first anime con and being like what is all this stuff yeah now you just look at it and disgust you yeah look at it and be like <laughs> look, at, look at these doujins that I'm buying and putting in my bag and nobody can see them disgusting 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 doujins <laughs> that I'm buying do you have bakemonogatari disgusting <laughs> there's this picture rather there's this scene in the, the black butler book of murder where it's sebastian watching a play and he's got like the giant by spectacles like the binoculars watching it and i just pictured that being like us when we try to look at dojin but want to look like perfect gentlemen yeah like what like trying to stay back as far as possible while at the same time trying to see what they got yeah you just look stock. you yes. just look at their dakimakura covers from the side and go like oh what's well you see uh yeah what are you selling here what are you going hmm. over i wonder what that could be i wonder what could be over here oh i, oh, I, didn't, I didn't even realize i, I guess i'm gonna have I, to review I, it i didn't even realize I'm, I'm like right here and hey you know what everybody should do this year you should go to anime boston it's gonna be at the heinz convention center in uh, that's and that's attached to the Prudential Center, which is one of my most favorite places in Boston. Yep. Uh, and it and mostly Boston, because Anime Boston's there. Yep. Anime Boston is taking place from March thirty first to April first, April second, April second, and it's a great time. Anime Boston is one of the largest conventions on the East Coast. Uh, definitely one of the largest anime conventions, if you want to get more specific. Well, yeah, it's it's definitely up there with the giants. Mm-hmm. Like, Otakon yes. and Anime Expo, and... And it still feels like a community, like, when, when you go there, you know? I like to... I, as I say, every single year, Anime Boston feels like the biggest little convention mm-hmm. there is. Because, yes, it's a big convention, but everybody feels so homely. And... Anime Boston is really one of the most amazing. I mean, we obviously go to our fair share of conventions around the year, and Anime Boston just continues to be my favorite. Uh, well, our speculations are still a little bit vague, so we're not sure what's going to come out of it, but I certainly can't wait. I think that Anime Boston is just it's just going to have big things coming. I will also mention this, that for anybody who likes to watch our YouTube stuff, I will be posting after Anime Boston the thing that I made. For and for the hardcore anime panel, uh, it's not anything that I have to censor. It's not anything that we have to cut anything out of. 
because I we made it from the ground up. There's no licensed property. So even though you guys don't always get to see the hardcore panel, you get to see all the custom stuff that we're making this year. Mm-hmm. Almost all the custom stuff we're making. You can't see anything that involves Rise of the North Star. Sorry. <laughs> do we have any fan service? Yeah, that's right. We have an article to talk about. We do have an article to talk about. Uh, and it relates to a fan service that we got last time from our wicked, our new newly uh, introduced Wicked fan, Trey. Yep. Uh, Trey, last week, if you remember, asked us why there's all this incest stuff in anime. And we gave him, you know, the answer that we knew. But we found something online and Evan shared with us one of the most fascinating and nastiest things I've ever heard, which is the history of incest in Japan. Yeah. And where all this origin stuff may have come from. For the record, Japan doesn't really like to talk about it either. Yeah. So, <laughs> the last written the last written article about it was in 1991. Yes. So. <laughs> uh, and and for good reason. But it it was I read it and it was disturbing yet fascinating, just how what it was. You know. So uh, back in the imperial Japan, back when uh, Tokyo was Edo. It they, was also Arrow. <laughs> yeah. What, what? yeah. <laughs> Sexy times. Anyway, there was this thing where they would keep everything in the bloodline. So that's where the common practice of cousins marrying each other stayed and is still legal in Japan today. Apparently, though, if emperors were to have like their wives die and they didn't have an heir to the throne or anything like that, they would, they would marry, marry their, their daughter. daughter. Yeah. And that historically, me, and that to me is just weird and gross. Be, believe it, yeah, gross. Believe it or not, today the Japanese people believe that there are long-term effects in their Japanese genetics, like that they have weird effects to because of the Im- uh, inbreeding that happened in Japan so long ago. Although one of the funny ones is that that's where they think allergies came well, from, but then they came to the West and were like, oh, they sneezed too. Yeah, so. they didn't know that, <laughs> that everybody has allergies, yeah. which I thought was really funny. But yeah. there's been historical events as well that Lonely Housewives, because the fathers would be away for so long, that Lonely Housewives, if they lived in a family where they all slept in the same room together... Which actually is common in Eastern... In yeah, all Eastern cultures. Yeah, in Eastern yes. cultures, you know, you sleep as a family. That if the father was away for weeks on end, that Lonely House mothers would, uh, like, attack their hormonal teenage sons. Yeah. And this was documented back in 1991, the last written record, by psychologists in Japan. That there were multiple cases of this, which is ew, but also wow, really? So Hello, like Oedipus complex. Yeah, exactly. This, these huge Oedipus complexes, and you know you have manga, or I, let me specify, H manga that has a whole genre of incest-based stuff around mothers and sons, as well as siblings. Uh, falling in love and here's the thing though why is that why do they have the mangas and they have everything like that it's because once something becomes taboo it is set in your mind oh that's wrong well guess what I'm gonna secretly like it <laughs> you know it's kind of like the well it, it's kind of like the tell, the reverse psychology of telling a high schooler don't do that and they'll totally do it well but the thing yeah. is is you know here in the west we may find it a little weird but in japan it's almost historical yeah 
And so because we're just like, why does it happen so often in their media? Well, they have it happen so often in their media. Because and it's still it's, not illegal there. Either. Yeah, they, there's still no written law saying that you cannot do that stuff. But they just don't do it yeah. because they know yeah. about... They know it's bad. Well, because they know about genetics now. And and as soon as the West introduced themselves to Japan, like like America and the British came over to... And uh, Jesus! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was that made me laugh. That was from a video, uh, the history of Japan. If you haven't seen it, it's amazing yes. on YouTube. When the um, Westerners found out, like, dude, J- Japanese are sleeping with each other. Like, they they're like, you guys they're are walking about naked. Yeah. And then Japan is like, oh, we're weird. Why are we doing that? Like, how come we're weird? And then it's like, maybe we are weird. We should stop doing that. <laughs> and nowadays, it is completely weird to them. It's it's something that is yeah. just completely foreign. And, never yeah, in today's of. modern society, it is a weird thing. Don't get us wrong. We're saying that, yes, Japanese people understand genetics, and they understand flaws, and they do not sleep with one another as a family. Yeah. Yes. Like, they... Well, they do. They sleep in... No, no, no. Uh, they sleep like in a family the room, room, but they don't just they, sleep yeah, with they, each they other. Don't, they don't get naked and have the sexy times with their family members. <laughs> um... And, uh, well, maybe some of them do, but we, they don't, they're, they're we, we don't not talk normal. About yeah. We don't talk about um, and, no, no. uh, it's, it, <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's why, one of the reasons why we may or may not see it in the media. And I thought this was fascinating. Uh, we found this article on Anime News Network, uh, by the Anime Answer Man when somebody asked him about why, why they see it. And so, so go read that article. It's, maybe it was Trey who asked him. Maybe. Yeah, maybe it was Trey. <laughs> no, I, I don't think so. I'm not satisfied with their answer. I'm going to go to the main source. Yeah. Anime News Network. Which is a good idea, because he gave a, a really amazing answer. Yeah. Was, so, guys, go read the, the Anime Answer Man. Yeah, he did. He gave an amazing answer. He did actual research. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, no. We, we, we knew our stuff, too, but he just had more. Yeah, well, we know which anime characters kiss each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, Chalin. Anyway. Um... <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that was part of our fan service, but continuing on to the fan service, we actually got word from Keto, Wicked Fan Keto. Yeah. Uh, How's he doing? Good. Uh, is he cold? In uh, yeah, in Canada? Yep. I don't know. Probably. I think everybody's cold in Canada. Right, Sean? Uh, that's Frostbeard, the foreign, foreign master from Friday Night Fan Fashion. Anyway, uh, so, so based off of our discussion about where does Moe come from? And the evolution of Moe and everything like that. Uh, Keto sent us a video that further analyzed... Uh, kind of had a little bit of a different opinion. Had starting off of the same idea that we had. But had a little bit more input on where its origins could have come from. And how long it actually could have been around. And this person claims that it could have been around since the early days. Since when uh, Bishojo first started becoming... Well, they uh, said that it could have even been as prominent in Astro Boy because of the stylized characters. Yeah, so we're going to plug the anime channel uh, Anime Every Day, and the episode was the evolution of Moe anime, where I don't agree with him entirely on all of his points. I do absolutely find his answer to be very interesting and fascinating uh, to the point where I don't disagree with him because I don't think anybody is wrong mm-hmm. on this topic. Because uh, nobody actually knows where the yeah, and and because nobody is wrong on this topic, it's just moe anime. But uh, go guys, go check out the anime everyday video, the evolution of moe anime. It is very good. It's really good. It's really good. So good on him. Yeah, and then we also had a tweet 
from Scott on Twitter, and he tweeted us probably one of the coolest tweets of ever, which was Zelda Williams, Robin Williams' daughter, uh, just posting a picture of a autographed DVD of Paranoia Agent from Satoshi Kon to Robin Williams, rest in peace to them both, and her tweet was, and people wonder why I'm such an anime nerd. So Zelda Williams is a huge anime nerd uh, because of her father, who got has an autographed copy of Paranoia Agent from Satoshi Kon, mm-hmm. which is like, uh, time stands still in this situation. It's amazing how cool it is. Right. Well, keep in mind, too, that she's named Zelda because of Legend of Zelda, too. Right. Well, I mean, he is, most her father was a that. big geek. <laughs> yeah. And we miss him a lot. We do. <laughs> yeah, we do. So we got this tweet, another tweet, too. There was a shout-out from uh, a, a, a listener of ours, a fan of ours, who apparently was uh, working at the t-shirt company that was from... Yeah, that Scream printed our shirts. Yep. Uh, the the Let's Play Princess. That's her name on... On, uh, on Twitter, Twitter, Twitter handle, and I have it. I have it right here. Yeah, she was working on our T-shirts, uh, or rather, no, she didn't get to work on our T-shirts, but she did work at the company who printed our T-shirts, and she saw the screen for them. Uh, and then I guess she also met us at Anime Boston one year, which is which is great. She took a picture with us. I'm super happy about that. Yeah. Unfortunately, we, we see a lot of people, and I don't remember exactly one's face when they tell us. But if you see us again. Guess what? You're going to get to see us in those t-shirts. So we're really easy to spot out. And please come say hi to us. We love having fans come up and say hi to us. Actually, the, the last tweet was uh, actually moving in a week or so, so I can't. Sorry. Oh, but even still, that's, that's, that is a shame. But even yeah. still, if you want to talk to us, we love getting in touch with our fans. Yeah, absolutely. Um, can't, we cannot express enough that without all of you, we are nothing. So, so please... Tell us who you are, because we love to find out. And in relation to that, if you want to help us out, Nerdy Show is a listener-supported network, and we need your help to keep the lights on. So if you want to support us, there's a bunch of different ways that you can do it. The easiest way to do it is by going on to iTunes and giving us a five-star review. Oh, so five stars and a review. That would be the correct way to say it. And if you do, we will totally read your review on uh, our show because we it's so endearing. Uh, another way, that's the freest way you do it. Another way that you could do it is you can go to patreon.com slash nerdy show and become a patron. Uh, even a, any dollar amount will get you hours of stuff and you can support the network that way monetarily. They always tell us that the best way to do it, which is, I'm inclined to agree, is to uh, tell a friend. Tell a friend about Nerdy Show and tell them to listen to Wicked Anime because we're the best. (laughs) And if you don't, that's cool. But if you do, that's even better. Uh, And actually, we do have a new review on on our iTunes account, which is awesome. Uh, Five-star review from MattRocks22 titled Top Dogs and just... The utmost awesome review ever. We need more Wicked Aid, damn it. And then three emojis that look like they're foaming out the mouth. (laughs) 
Is it drooling? I don't know. I want to say it's foaming at the mouth. Yeah, it looks like it's foaming. This is cool. Because that is the uh, ferocity that you should be at when you're like, we want more Wicked Dead. <sighs> cool. So thanks, Matt Rocks 22 You rock. Well, how else can, can they find us? If you guys want to join in on our conversation uh, and tell us, you know, actually, we talked about three different things. We talked about dominant cosplays for anime this year. We talked about premieres. Yeah, premieres, and we talked about incest. In, well, <laughs> I was I'm, just, I'm more going for what we talked about in Anime Boston. Oh, okay. We're talking about what we're gonna buy in Anime Boston. Right, right, okay. Uh, whatever. Incest. Incest, I guess. <laughs> no. What? Um, you can email. You can't us buy at- incest, dude. You can email us at wickedanimereviews at gmail.com. That's wickedanimereviews, all one word, at gmail.com. What am I thinking of? You can also find us at facebook.com slash wickedanime. I'm totally messing up Andrew's Yeah, you are. (laughs) You can also find us at facebook.com slash wickedanime, where we have news and updates and whatever we're doing. You can also message us on there and send us your own news and updates if you would like. That's totally cool with us. Um, you can find us at nerdyshow.com. If you're not already listening to this podcast at nerdyshow.com or SoundCloud uh, slash nerdyshow. Oh, it's not. SoundCloud dash wicked anime. Aaron on iTunes, where we just read that new review on. You can also find our videos at nerdyshow.com, but you can also find mostly the videos at youtube.com slash wicked anime reviews. Uh, where you can subscribe to us there and get all kinds of updates. Like I said, we're going to be releasing that video that is already done. It's just we just need to wait for Anime Boston to happen, and then we will release it. You can, Of course, you can find us on the social medias, where you can tweet at us at YoWickedAnime, where we read those other tweets that we had. Uh, you can find us at Tumblr.com, where we tumble tumble things, which is WickedAnime.tumblr.com. And, of course, you can find us at TwitchTV.com, where sometimes we like to play video games at WickedAnnaPlay. There might be a review video coming, or a, a highlights video coming out someday. Uh, someday. We're trying, we're, we're trying to, get, it's, it's on its way. It's in production, and it is being worked on. Teaching is really hard, and taking up a lot of my time, those damn kids. Yeah. Evans. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> so, for the recent news, reviews, podcast episodes, and videos featuring members of the Boston Bastard Brigade, you can find us at www.b3crew.com. If you have any questions, comments, if you are in a band and want to be featured on our No Borders, No Race podcast, you can write to us at thebastards at bostonbastardbrigade.com. You can follow me on Twitter at king underscore baby underscore duck. On the J-Pop, Anime, and Video Games Amido pages at KingBabyDuckESH, on B3Crew.tumblr.com, and on Twitch at Twitch.tv slash Inc. Like us on Facebook.com slash Boston Brigade, and on Facebook.com slash Lanavesh. And don't forget about all the other sites under the Lanavesh, including the Electric Sisterhood, Phil's Recap and Review, Smashed Rook, and Nerd Crave. And there is a brand new episode of the unboxing where I get to unbox the Nintendo Switch and the special edition of The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. So please be sure to visit the YouTube page at youtube.com slash electric sisterhood to watch that. So the next time you hear us, it'll be after Anime Boston. Again, we have a skip week coming up. So and then after that, our episodes are going to try to change their format a little bit because we're going to try to do something special for the fifth year of our podcast. Yeah? Yeah, I think that uh, I think that maybe we should change it up, try to make it a little bit more interesting. What do you think? Yeah, it's going to be a lot quicker, and it's going to be a lot smaller. 
And I think the, the, the main reason for that is because teaching is hard. And when I, once I uh, decide to balance out my schedule and see how I can better accommodate that, maybe that I need to maybe take a back seat from, from that and focus on other stuff. But you're still going to get the yeah. same awesome content. And for always. now, everything is exactly the same. Right. So don't you worry, kiddos. And come see us at Anime Boston. Happy Con Month and enjoy whatever con that you go to this year because conventions are the best. Don't let anybody ever tell you that what you do is weird. It is, but don't let them ever tell you that it is weird. It is weird. What? Especially if it's incest, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that, especially at conventions because they have highly frowned upon it when you're in the convention center. <laughs> yeah. Okay, bye! Goodbye! <laughs>